Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. Welcome to Ask Alika, episode number 23. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So kicking off the new year, I'm going to be answering the most commonly asked questions of 2017 around business, marketing, and technology. So we're going to start with business and one of the most commonly asked questions is how do you scale as a business, right? Now, if you want to scale, if you want to grow, then I say to entrepreneurs, I say the number one thing to invest in is your sales ability. Learn how to sell. That's the thing that I learned first and foremost. And whatever I've put in in terms of investing in my sales ability, I have reaped a thousand, two thousand fold. So I've spent probably you know ten grand over the over the years in in my personal sales training. I'm not even talking about sales training for staff. I'm just talking about my own sales training. And man, I have reaped the rewards of that because there's no point worrying about your product. There's no point perfecting your systems. There's no point hiring people. If you do not get money in the door, get the money in the door and then work on the other things, okay? Especially to those in the first few years of business, sell, sell, sell. Now, apart from investing in sales training and sales training, you will learn a lot, right? Don't just try to do everything yourself, right? Invest in sales coaches, okay? Now, apart from that, I I practiced, so, I say to people, practice if you want to scale as a business, practice your sales ability. Um, you know, years ago, right, when I had no idea how to sell, I remember I had in my hand an entertainment book for ladies. It was actually an entertainment book that was catered for ladies, right? So, you get discount coupons for pedicures, discount coupons for hairdressers, um, et cetera, et cetera, you know, spa treatments. And so, I there was about... 250 businesses in that book. I actually called ev- cold called every single one of those businesses in the book to ask them whether they wanted a website, right? Now, every single one of those 200 plus businesses rejected me. But the practice of doing that did really helped me in my sales ability. I, I reflected on what I did wrong, what I did right, and it was great character building, right? And it made me more more fearless, more bold. So, invest in sales training and practice your sales uh, abilities. Now, and practice getting rejected because that's actually really good. It gives you a thicker skin. Okay. So, question number two that I get asked quite a lot is how do people prepare for artificial intelligence so they don't get replaced in their job? So, I say to people, you have to get good at researching and understanding software, right? Because the way I see it, artificial intelligence is, is this huge buzzword um, that sometimes over overcomplicates things and makes us scared. Really, I just want you to think about the software that's already out there. There is software out there already that have that use artificial intelligence that will make your job easier, right? So, research those um, different types of software. Go to Google and type in accounting software to do XYZ task, right? And there will be heaps of them. Research them, trial them, get good at them and then go and then if you become 
really good at controlling the software. The, the software is not going to control you. You're going to control the software so that you can produce more. So become the controller of the software. And there's heaps of software already out there from chatbots to accounting software to automation software to marketing automation software to ERM, ERP systems. There's so much out there. Research it, Google it, YouTube it. it it's not rocket science, right? And you know, if you know the software even better than your employer, you're a really you're in a really good spot, right? Question number three: How can people use artificial intelligence for business? Similar to the answer that I provided just then. Okay, if you want to use it for business, then research the software out there that's going to help you in your business, right? If you are in the accounting space, then and and you're currently pushing MYOB, right? Um, research other softwares like Zero, which is really awesome. We use Zero, and it, it amazes me what it can do. All the automation within Zero, okay. And that's just a, a simple example, right? If you're a business owner, there are already tools out there that will help you in your productivity. Now, this isn't an example of AI per se, but this is an example of how it's really easy to look at what is going on out there, what's available and using it for your business to be more productive. So, for example, before this podcast, I was YouTubing the the, the phrase most efficient workstation setups, right? Because I wanted to be more efficient with how I work on my workstation. And there are heaps and heaps of videos of people just sharing how they've created this awesome, efficient workstation where they can be 10 to 20% more productive, Okay. And they share the technology that they use. And a lot of this tech is not expensive. It's actually quite cheap. Uh, you can get it off Amazon. You can get it off eBay. You can get it off, you know, other, other websites for pretty cheap. Okay. Um, so, there's so many things out there, right? Whether it's AI or not, there's just so much stuff out there already. And it just, you just need to do the research and you need to try some of these things. Okay. Question number... Now, this is around marketing, okay? So, we've had some business questions. This is around marketing. I get this a lot, okay? Um, We are posting a lot of random content on our social media, but there is no overarching strategy that governs this content. Now, a lot of organizations, a lot of companies struggle with this. They struggle with the strategy part. How do I actually form a strategy, right? And how do I post based on a strategy? Well, okay, there is a document, a template document that I use for my business, right? And to break it down simply, the template document comprises of roughly seven, six or seven things, okay? Um, So, there are six to seven elements that you need to understand for us to have a strategy, digital strategy. These are, what are your objectives? I know that sounds corny, but really, are you trying to make more money? Are you trying to get X amount more followers? Are you trying to get X amount more engagement? Are you trying to get more donations? What actually is your objective? Okay. Now, number two, who is your target audience? Who do you really want? Is it the 44-year-old South Korean woman that loves um, fashion? (laughs) Like, you know, is it the 50-plus-year-old CEO you know, um, in the manufacturing industry. Okay, so understand the audience you're trying to reach. Okay, now what are your values? Now, a lot of people don't, I know this sounds corny, but a lot of people don't understand what their values are. For example, if you are an advertising agency, 
One of your values could be, we make decisions based on mathematics, okay? And not just creative and not just emotion, right? That's a good example of a pretty specific value. Uh, And it's always good to be specific in your values and not just broad broad brush. Now, the next thing we look at in our strategy document is your point of difference. So, what is your point of difference? So, again, back to the example of the advertising agency. And this is just an example, right, of a fictional uh, company. The point of difference could be that you actually use mathematics to make decisions for your clients and not just emotion, not just subjective emotion, okay? That actually is a pretty big point of difference. Not everyone's going to love it, but other, but a lot of people will, okay? Um, tone of voice. So, you know, once you work out your values and your point of difference, then you can work out your tone of voice. Are you raw, edgy, funky? Are you corporate, cautious, you know, straightforward? Uh, tone of voice, you know, like it, it really, it really matters, because when you're distributing your content on social media, you want to have a consistent tone of voice across all your different posts and across all your different channels, right? The next thing is content pillars. What are the content, what, you know, because you, you're posting so much, you're going to be posting so much stuff, you'll need a content pillar to hang content from. For example, the Ask Alika podcast is a content pillar. And a lot of the my LinkedIn and Instagram activity comes off of the podcast, the weekly podcast, right? So, the podcast is a great content pillar. And because of that, my, my content is not random or haphazard. Like, it's actually quite consistent, okay? And even if I have a lot of content in between podcasts, promoting the podcast, representing the podcast, rehashing the podcast, it it's very relevant. It's very consistent. It's very... Um, predictable in a way and that's actually a good thing okay so having a few content pillars i don't recommend having like heaps and heaps of content pillars pillars because then everything's way too scattered and way too diluted but i do recommending have any having anywhere between one to four content pillars okay whether it's a podcast whether it's a video series whether it's you know blog regular blog articles okay um now that's content pillars now, after you do all of that, choosing the right channels is one of the final steps. So, you know, do you invest in Facebook? Do you invest in Snapchat? Do you invest in Instagram, podcasting? What are the channels that are most effective for you to achieve your objectives, okay? And you don't, re- you don't typically, you don't make this decision until you've worked out everything before. Uh, so, let me recap. An overarching digital strategy should involve elements, the elements of what are your objectives, your target audience, what are your values, what is your point of difference, what is your tone of voice, what are your content pillars, and what are the channels that you need to invest in to achieve your objectives. Okay, question number five. And this is under the category of technology. What is the next trend to watch out for in 2018? So, I've said this in previous podcasts, uh, but it's worth repeating again. I think that voice, anything to do with voice is going to continue to do well in 2018 and beyond. I'm seeing a lot of people buying the Google Home now. 
Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people buying the Google Home Mini because that's a lot cheaper and a lot more compact and portable. People are really getting used to the idea of speaking commands into their devices. Siri, I've said it before, Siri will continue to get better. It is quite under par compared to Google Home, so I've heard, uh, but I think Siri will continue to get better. And because people are getting more and more used to speaking to their devices and listening to their devices, I think things like podcasting is going to continue to, to, to grow in 2018. Um, and I think if you're a business owner or a content marketer, things like podcasting, you should really think about it. Okay, so I also think that Facebook Watch will be a big thing in 2018 and beyond. Now, Facebook Watch, I know I've talked about it before, but for those who haven't heard about it, Facebook are going to introduce a tab in Facebook where you can click on it and then you can watch a whole bunch of videos or video series. Now, you can already watch face, uh, videos in Facebook, of course, but they're going to create a whole infrastructure and a whole UI around uh, videos within the Facebook platform. So, it's just going to make it so, this infrastructure is going to make watching videos a lot easier. You can be able to search for videos that you like a lot easier um, and the UI is just going to be nice and clean and it's going to really compete against YouTube and in a way, Netflix, right? So, you know, what does this mean for business owners and content marketers? Look, I think, you know, if you want to promote your business, then consider having a video series on Facebook Watch because you're going to be able to target your Facebook audience through it uh, and beyond. So, that is something to watch out for in 2018. Okay, so final question. This is a technology question as well. Is technology progression bad for society? (laughs) I've had this question a few times in 2017 and the people that have asked this this question are actually really good people, right? Really intelligent, good people. And I, my answer to this question is, it's the wrong question to ask. Like, technology in itself and any kind of progression is generally not bad. It can only be good. I think human nature in itself can be extremely evil, extremely dark, and human nature uh, can use technology in bad ways. So, you know, the question should be how can humans be better people? Um, And if you think about it this way, like where do you draw the line with this question? Like hundreds of or thousands of years ago before horse and carriages were, horse and carriage was invented, people were walking and running everywhere. So I guarantee you when horse and carriage came out, people that were used to running and walking, some people would have said, hey, this is not good. You know, people are going to jump on a horse and expect the horse to do everything for them. Right? Where's the you know? Where's Mother Nature in that? Um, you know, where's the exercise in that? If you're just going to be sitting around on a horse all day, right? And then fast forward to when radio came out, and radio became the devil. You know, then TV became the devil. Fax machines became the devil. Now the internet's the devil. Now social media is the devil. Like it never ends, right? There's where do you draw the line? I think I actually personally think that God gave us the hunger and desire to innovate to grow and to learn and to improve. And with that comes technology progression. So technology progression, I believe, is actually a good thing and can be used for many good things in a perfect world. But unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world and human nature is flawed and people do bad things with technology. But with anything that, but with any thing, but with any good thing comes bad consequences as well, 
right? So, uh, so my answer is no, technology progression is not a bad thing. It is actually innately a good thing. We should instead be asking the question, how can humans be better people? Right, so with that, uh, I want to end and wish you an awesome, a really prosperous new year in 2018. I uh, hope the best for your business or for your career. And uh, adios.